0: One two three four, just another day at my dead end profession. I lived day to day and listen to some good old country wrecks on the radio. And, yeah, what else can I say? Welcome back to the program. We hope you had a good Thanksgiving. With me, as always, is Dave Callens. Hey. hey. On the soundboard, Robert Timothy. Woohoo! And I'm Ryan Shores. All right, so uh,
1: do you guys have a good Thanksgiving? It was fantastic. I had some family over. It's like it's the first one. My son is like two and a half. It's like the first one he could participate in just by mainly running around. We made
0: him make
2: Green Bean Castle, <laughs> <and> <laughs> fucked it up, <laughs> put him to work.
1: <laughs> I, I wanted to teach him about the history of Thanksgiving, so I walked into his room, stole a bunch of his toys, colonized it, and then told him to get the fuck out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Underrated holiday. I, I think it's yeah. one that you only really appreciate when you get older. Because oh, I, it's my favorite holiday. I, I, think, it. I think like when, when I was a kid, I'm like, ah, there's no presents associated yeah, yeah, yeah. with I don't get to wear a costume and go out. and uh, just, <laughs> They're just making a big dinner, and my, my aunt's going to come over, when have to talk to them about but like when you get older you're like it's socially acceptable to start
1: drinking in the morning yeah (laughs) i get two days off of work this is great well and we don't all have to pretend that there's another reason for it like you know everybody's like hey jesus is the real reason for the season it's like like, all those people can fuck off (laughs) we're celebrating gluttony eating colonialism and white people that's it we're doing (laughs) it Yeah, I, I I did
0: try to uh, make it a further into the day before I started drinking, but then I had like three kitchen disasters in a row because I was doing the majority <laughs> of the dinner. Like I I had the bird at the wrong temperature for like an hour, drying it out. I had I, I forgot two the ingredients for something. All of a sudden, I'm just like, you know what, fuck it. I poured myself a, I made it to 9:45 in the morning, <laughs> and I started pouring
2: beers. Like fuck it, I'm just gonna be. They're in my fucking house. I feel like that is a record for you, though. I feel like yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I may, I I, I, I intended. We get the PM hours next year. <laughs> Dude, Thanksgiving has always been my favorite holiday. You know, from a kid, family time, it was really cool. All my aunts and uncles and cousins, I sure. enjoyed seeing them. But then as you get older, like 18, 17, 18, you start to work. Mm-hmm. And so then around that time, I worked at a movie theater and I started to work on Thanksgiving. Because
1: mm-hmm. my family,
2: you know, the tradition kind of stopped. So I grew sure. up and grew apart, got our own families. So I didn't really have a tradition at that point. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll work. And back then, long fucking time ago nobody would go out on Thanksgiving so it's just me and my friends really? at the movie theater just nothing like zombie apocalypse
1: isn't it like that's the crazy. biggest movie day of the year now, now? it is now
2: no. fucking people have ruined that day for because yeah. now everybody goes out it used to be just me at the movies and Yeah, the day and before uh, Thanksgiving is the biggest drinking night yes. of the oh, year Yeah, really yes. uh, at least dr- bar night
0: yeah biggest bar night and that's because everyone's coming back home to their yeah. hometown yeah. they don't want to just fucking sit at their mom's house you know it's yeah. yeah. probably elderly so they go out and that's when you start running into to uh, people you knew in high school I, yeah. I don't know why I used to go back to Orange County uh, like <laughs> in, in November just for the Thanksgiving holiday I'd go back to the bar see all these people from fucking high school like, I worked so hard to get into a school so I could be away from all of you people, and here I am just letting you remind me why I left.
1: Yeah, Thanksgiving is the day when you get drunk early and then bang someone you knew from middle school. That's that's kind of the that's the heart of Thanksgiving, that's the core of it. Really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and there's football too. I like that too. There's football all day long. Yes,
0: I guess I guess there's something cathartic about it. like I'm gonna go back to my hometown. I'm gonna go to my the, the old the old bar over there, the Goat Hill Tavern, and I'm gonna see wh- who wins the biggest loser award that's what you're really looking for you're not looking for the guy with the real estate firm of his own you want the guy that's still wearing his high school letterman jacket like he's proud of it not ironically (laughs) he's fucking reliving those days now you want to see that receding hairline you have to go yeah you were a Dick in 10th grade. <laughs> and I'm still holding on to it. So who's the bigger loser there?
1: <laughs> An interesting thing happened. It wasn't to me. It was actually in my to my sister, but she came back home to visit for Thanksgiving at some point. This was like, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. She came back home to visit in Thanksgiving and she ran into the guy who was out wearing his Letterman jacket. Mm-hmm. And this was, I don't know, I think she was uh, just graduating college or around that age, so 22 or something. So she looked at it and she realized, like, man, that looks like a like a really fresh Letterman jacket. I remember that guy at 16, (laughs) he was a wild man, like that jacket was pretty scuffed back then. How is this, like did he go to a deep cleaner? and she was talking to him about it, and he's like, no, nah, I scuffed the old one too much, so I talked to the high school and I ordered a new <laughs> one. <laughs> and, he's like, and she was like, when you were 18? And he's like, no, like a couple months ago. <laughs> I wanted to be ready
2: for tonight. Oh, <laughs> Just, Jesus. Could you oh, imagine? No, I cannot. My
1: favorite is the person working the administration desk who had to field that question. Like, uh, I'd like a letterman jacket. Alright, you actually look a little bit old to be a student here. <laughs> yeah, 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 I graduated five and a half years ago. Um, <laughs> but it got scuffed, so could you reprint class of 94 on this for me? <laughs>
0: and
2: I'm so, I, No, I was just waiting for him to be like, and what's your son's name? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that gives me a great idea. I think we should bring back Letterman Jacks just like in casual society. Yeah. Like you get different letters for like the type of person that you are. Oh, dude. We should,
0: we should like force the uh, uh, comics to wear them just to like, <laughs> show their achievements up, uh, like, on the patches on the sleeve. Like, that's when I graduated from open mics to bring your shows. This one, I, uh, well, that's when I, when I stopped doing bring your shows and give me a patch just for that. <laughs> I got a CIAF comic. Comedy Championship patch here. You get this one if you make it five years of comedy without being accused of sexual assault. <laughs> you get that one.
1: I loved it because uh, in in high school, my buddies were all jocks, like Damian Mercado yeah. and stuff. They are on the football team and stuff. But I was the nerd uh, who who did all like the honors classes and stuff. But at some point, they announced that uh, there's a activity I was involved in called Academic League, which is like Team Jeopardy, that you play as... Comp- competitively against other schools. You
2: can just say nerd stuff. Nerd stuff. Think of Team
1: Jeopardy nerd stuff. At some point, they uh, announced that because I had been on, quote-unquote, varsity academic league, I could get a varsity letter. And so I did it just to fuck with all my jock friends. Dude. Oh, oh, you guys aren't varsity yet? we're, we're I mean, we're, I know I'm a sophomore, but like, you should probably nah, be on varsity nah, he too. He did that for
2: the chicks. Yeah. <laughs> academic captain. No, dude, I used to be smart too. I was smart in high school, and so me and a bunch of my friends, we got academic letters. Yes. But even back then, I knew yeah. not to wear that shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, oh I'm yeah. Not
1: wearing this fucking. No, yeah. shit. yeah. Well, that's that's an academic letter. That's different, Dave. That just means you did well in school. This is academic <laughs> league. It is a brutal sport of head-to-head Jeopardy contest. That's yeah, a motto. Just like hockey, they do
0: allow fights, only all <laughs> standing.
1: If you go on the ground, they break it up, you go to the penalty box. Stab the dude with the calculator. <laughs> oh, man. You know, uh,
0: I was thinking about this. I'm glad you brought up, like, school, is that um this just occurred to me, and I talked to Dave about it already, is that it astounds me how many people I meet as adults, and I'm talking dozens and dozens of people have said this to me, who apparently— weren't forced to go to school when they were a kid, like they they were allowed to drop out whenever they said when. Wow. I mean, it's not it's not it's not constant. but I, I feel like, a couple times a year, I'll be talking to someone my age, older, maybe a little younger. That's like, oh yeah, no, you know, uh, school wasn't for me, so I, I only went to like you know six yeah. months of, of ninth grade. I'm like, <laughs> and, and the thing is though, like, like there there was kids that dropped out of my high school, but that, like they were juvenile delinquents, yeah, so, sure. or like or their home life was in shambles, or they at least made it to senior year, and they're like, you don't have enough credits, you fuck up, you're just gonna have to go to the shitty back bay continuation school. Uh, but like, there are like a, a lot of people out there like, yeah, I told my parents that someone was mean to me and then they didn't make me go anymore. That's crazy. I know, I know. They were
1: mean to me. I can't go, I don't need to know algebra now. I
0: just talked to a girl like that like literally three days ago who said who was telling me some long story and part of it was, yeah, I only went to school for like 10 months because of bullying and yeah, I decided not to go anymore. I'm like, Oh, yeah. I, I remember that really formative time in, in childhood when yeah. you come home to your dad and say, I don't want to go any school anymore. Someone was mean to me, and they went, sounds good. Yeah. Run <laughs> away from like, those problems. You're not
2: going to get your Letterman jacket if you drop out
1: now. <laughs> totally reasonable. <laughs> what about the here? academic catalog? So did she then do a GED
2: or something? I I didn't ask, probably. She tried for like a month, wasn't for her, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I had just... a I had a buddy in, in growing up. Actually, I've known him. He's one of my oldest friends, uh, and we've known each other since the fourth grade. And starting in the seventh grade, he Took every other year off of school. That's
0: crazy to me. That's insane. <laughs> How was he allowed to do this?
1: Well, he got suspended from eighth grade for some kind of for like selling weed at school. Uh, so he made it to seventh grade, took eighth grade off, so to speak. Uh, then made it back to start high school with us in ninth grade. And then, but he was a
2: grade behind then. No, no, he
1: like did the home study or whatever. Oh, Jesus. And then. S- started ninth grade with us, and he made it, I think, almost the entire year, and then I forgot why he took tenth grade off, but then he came back for eleventh grade and then missed his senior year. And so he just went every other year, and his dad was actually part of the problem. Like, his dad was the reason— oh, He's all the problem. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> well, his dad was the reason he couldn't go to school a lot of times because his dad is, like, highly a highly nationalistic Mexican man. And so he constantly would just pick him up and be like, we're going to Mexico for eight days. And he's like, but dad, I have school and like regular stuff to do. He's like, fuck it. It's more important. Let's go. And that was nonstop. And so like he couldn't be a regular student because he would just disappear for two weeks at a time to be on a beach in Rosarito for no reason. And so like he basically ended up taking every other year off. And I was always like confused at the end. I don't know what happened. He walked with us. I don't I, don't I was like, you weren't here yeah. for most of the time. This How is this? Is bullshit. Yeah. no child left behind (laughs) his
2: dad would take him down to Mexico for long stretches yeah kids still managed to graduate yeah so the dad was clearly a high-ranking member of the cartel. Yeah, I, I mean, feel that's wow. what's going I feel on yeah, here. I feel
0: like he said, your son's not going to graduate. The next day, a fucking hand was made to <laughs> that principal <laughs> with a class ring on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it, just, it was just so weird to me. It, it, it's always weird when you find out that everyone's parents don't operate the same as yours, and especially when they operate so far outside the scope of what you think parenting is. Yeah, like, I, like, sure. I mean, like when I was in seventh grade, this kid got kicked out of school for using caught with weed. I would have been dead. My yes. life oh, would have yeah. been over completely yes. that night I saw him at the movies Like, I'm like did you sneak out of your house I was like no I just told my mom you went to the movies like you were just expelled today yes. and you said I'm going to a movie give me 20 bucks and she was cool with that yeah <laughs> Holy shit! How does it, how do these people live?
2: Yeah, yeah, see That would have been my parents if I'd been into shit like that. Because I was telling you guys on the recent podcast, like my parents are super permissive, no sure. boundaries, whatever. Yeah, that could have been me. Oh that's my crazy. god, no,
1: that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that that would be absolutely insane. And I have such jealousy of people who were raised that, like, <laughs> just such insane jealousy of ah, there were really no consequences for my actions.
0: And uh, it's, it's funny how some people don't realize that like their aversion to something no one likes makes them special. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's like like well, I really didn't like school. Like no one fucking like yeah. school. It's <laughs> not just some interesting thing that's specific to you yeah. and that's why you didn't... None of us wanted to be there. <laughs> yeah, but I really didn't like it. You know, I also can't work. Don't like that either. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, those are... I bet there's a high overlap between didn't like school and, and can't really work. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, ambiguous pain issues, anxiety, well, something keeps me from that working. That was the thing
0: is like uh, me and my ex-girlfriend would get in a constant fight. It was none of my business. One of her friends quote-unquote couldn't work and uh, you know, I'd be like, what, what is this... What what is wrong with Darius or whatever his name is? She's like, oh, he can't work; he has a disability. I'm like, what disability is that? She goes, anxiety. He like just the thought of work makes him very n- <laughs> n- nervous. I'm like, and that we would have a constant fight, you know, without him knowing. Yes. Like, no, that's everyone doesn't. That, yeah, that, uh, you think it's on Monday morning when I when I shoot open with my alarm? I'm psyched about it, right? No, I'm like, oh god, I don't want to go in there today. It's too fucking horrible.
1: <laughs> I mean, you can't. Th- this would be my solution if I was that guy's psychotherapist. I'd be like, well, listen, you get a lot of stress when you think about work yeah I do I, I can't go alright alright that's valid I don't want you getting too much stress but how about this from now on we're gonna mock belittle and harass you when you're not at work to the point you get more stressed not being at work <laughs> than when you are at work boom problem solved <laughs> I'm
0: just imagining him opening his shades in the morning and the therapist is right there in the yeah. window boo <laughs> go to
2: fucking work <laughs> I like the idea that someone like that even has a therapist like they're not yeah. self diagnosed like oh I just can't do it <laughs>
0: So, um, going through something right now. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on the hook for some
1: for quite a bit of money. Uh, that looks I like... heard the skeleton of this story uh-huh. last week and it blew my mind and a lot of this is still new to me because we didn't get to talk about it outside of, of this and so this is a very very interesting story I'm, I'm excited to go along on the ride with the audience
0: <laughs> so we, I did tell this story a long long time ago on the pod you probably don't remember but the, 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 uh, you know, since then more has happened obviously without mm. my knowledge so a very long time ago I'm saying six years ago okay, I had a friend who I'd regularly house shit for for free it was a girl she, she, she her and i used to work together after she left the company that we were both working at we stayed friends and she would go on a trip like twice a year to like you know she she had family money her uh-huh. her, her, her grandpa bought her a, 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 a condo or one of those little mcmansions over there in, in, uh-huh. in mission valley and um yeah she would just go she basically lived on a trust fund and would go on and you know i'd come over for a couple of days watch her dogs uh, I was permitted to have a friend over to hang out, and and you know, that would be that. So this final time of me house, uh, for her and her friend went to Las Vegas for about a weekend. Mm. And the the more I kept coming over to this person's house, I realized it was deteriorating more and more on the inside. Like, mm. you know, someone who's just never taken care of their own home. Sure. Right? Oh, yeah. And we, we've talked about people that have, like, never taken th- This is, like, years of grime are building up. Like, th- every trash can is overflowing. Uh, oh, so, like, my place.
2: Okay. The, yeah.
0: f- the fridge is filled with rotten food. Like, you open the fridge, you go, oh, like, it's obviously, like, she, <laughs> once it got too filled with rotten food, she's like, that. I don't use that anymore. I, I, I bought a new fridge. <laughs> yeah. So... I mean, and so it like it was getting worse and worse every time I came over. The most recent time, I just started dating Aaron, and I'm like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to my friend's house. You know, bring your kids. She uh, she has a community pool. We can have her go swimming. i will be a lot of fun for her." And once we get there, uh, Aaron looks around, and is like. This is fucking gross, all right? I don't know what this your friend's problem is, but it's fucking gross in here. I need to clean up a little if I'm going to stay here. (laughs) So she literally scrubbed some floors and some countertops, threw away a bunch of old food. Because because she's like, I'm not staying 48 hours in this house. I'm going to clean it a little bit. She does not have to thank me, okay? (laughs) So over the course of this weekend, I would get calls from the owner of the house. Like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, yeah, doing good, doing good. And like I said, I, I house-centered for her a lot of times before, but it was all a guy friend I had over. Once she found out that the person with me was someone I was romantically linked with, it was like a, a switch flipped. Oh. Like, she starts calling crazily, like, like, who do you have in my house? Like, my neighbor said she saw her driving my car. I'm like- I'm like, Carrie. Like, th- this is this is ridiculous. Like, th- th- I, don't, I don't know. And at first, I don't know what's happening. I'm like, I. It, it, this is just conjecture, but it occurs to me and Aaron later. This yes. person probably had some sort of romantic interest in me. Yeah. And the fact that I not only had had now a girlfriend I had met, but th- that was in her house. Right. Uh, you know, fucking triggered her. So, anyways, she is blowing me up constantly, accusing me of partying in her house. She's like, oh, my neighbors are all saying that you're having a huge party over there. I'm like. This is this is insane. No, I'm not. I'm here wow. with I'm with one other adult who cleaned your disgusting house by the way and her 10-year-old kid. Like there's, there's no party wow. in progress. So anyways, uh the the weekend comes. I don't even wait for her to get home. I leave the key under the mat. I'm like, "Fuck this person." And the next morning, I start getting a ser- a a, lar- a long series of texts. Like you damaged my dining room table. You damaged my Nintendo Wii. You damaged my dishwasher. You damaged... I'm, I'm like, so, uh, like, uh, I'm, I'm like, what? what it, it, it still hasn't occurred to me. I haven't put two and two together that, like, her Mercedes has uh, expired tags from, like, six months ago. Uh, She's clearly, A, living without, outside of her means from her trust fund uh, and, and needing money and is now using this the, how angry she is at me to maybe try and come up a little bit, okay?
1: Wow.
0: So... I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you are out of your mind. E- your house is so it was so in shambles that even if I did damage something, how the
1: fuck would you know? <laughs> Seriously, is she sending you pictures like you made this scratch on my dining room table, or you broke my Wii in half? Here's the crack, or is she just announcing these things? There are were broken.
0: some pictures and, and, and stuff that I noticed was that way when I when sure. I showed up. Like the her, her Nintendo Wii was
1: in, in pieces and covered in cobwebs. Jesus Christ, uh, this scares the shit out of me. This this means that anytime <laughs> anybody ever asks me to house sit, I have to do the thing I do. When I move into a new place and walk around with a video camera, I'm like this wall's cracked, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I should have done that. And I was 27.
1: Nobody should do that. That's the point. That's fucking crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I, I just, and then she, uh, her friend who was with her all said, uh, We're on the phone talking. I'm like, Tara, this is, and I hear her go, Her friend, who I don't know, have never met, tell me damaged my car. And I'm like, I fucking heard that. She's like, you damaged your car. And so she starts sending me pictures of this scratches on this car that I had no keys to. <laughs> that I, That was parked in that garage. She's like, you damaged that. We're going to need to settle up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done with both you bitches. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck you. So I cut off contact. A- about four months later, I get a notice at my then day job that my... Uh, wages are going to start to be garnished soon and I'm like uh, uh, which is confusing I look into it and it appears that that those two girls filed a court case against me lied that they had served me and then let a, a court case that I had no a small claims court case that I had no knowledge of proceed without me wow and so anyways I'm like well that can't be so I go down to the courthouse and I file what's called a petition to vacate judgment mm-hmm based on the fact that I was never served all right and they're like all right the court the, the 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 clerk is like all right we're really backed up right now it's like october the holidays are coming up you you're probably not going to hear anything for like 6 7 months or something and then we'll we'll go back to square one i'm like whatever i never hear anything back now here is where i 100% fuck up in all this yeah you didn't follow up i didn't follow up i'm 27 years old yeah. and i'm in that mode of uh, this was unfair in the first place, and if I just ignore it, it'll go away, Yeah. all right? And so if I don't hear anything, they know my address. I have a forwarding address if I move. If I don't hear anything, I, I assume everything is good. And, you know, I didn't hear anything for six years, yep. you know? <laughs> and so what then did happen is since that draw uh, hearing never took place, I'm on the hook for the full amount that this person says I damaged, plus 10% interest per year since it happened for the tune of $2,900. And I call two different lawyers, get the whole same thing. You're fucked. It was six years ago, man. All statute limitations are done this is a judgment that they've already gotten there's no way to fight it there's absolutely no way to go back and, and, and uh, go after them for for, for falsifying those original um, court documents which they did if you had done this is why they kept it from you Like one lawyer was like this is why the, the, they never sent you this bill until now. They were waiting until all statutes against them expired. Wow! And then now are hitting you up. So they, they got some ambulance chaser hitting me up that I now have to
2: negotiate Jesus, with. Jesus, that's and it, horrible. And I, there's nothing I can do. Two lawyers would be like, "There's n- So you, you can't even do a civil case against them no. for falsifying." Paper well, first of wine. all, you,
1: first of all, you can file a civil case for whatever you want. So like he could file a civil case right now for emotional distress for them filing that bill at this point. If he wanted to, it's probably gonna get thrown out. But but if yeah. he wants to, like, harass them, or whatever, he could do that, and he could do that just so that the judge might look at the other case and be like, all right, I'm actually going to award you $2,900 uh, of pain and suffering because I kind of see what's going on right. here, right? That's a possibility, but that's also a lot of work, yeah. and it's a low likelihood of success. Right, right. And, uh,
0: more than likely, I'll spend I'll spend hundreds of hours of my time to get $0
1: and maybe even a countersuit. Yeah, and so it it is a horribly shitty situation. I'm wondering if you can do something like – you can post this story publicly and call them out and say, This is what you did, and they can't sue you for defamation unless they can prove you're lying. So unless yeah. they can say, look, we have proof that we served you, then they can't sue you back. So you could at the very least but they could publicly also just sh- say
2: that, oh no, you're lying, you're making all this shit up. No, no, but that's out. not how defamation works. So defamation no, 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 but if he posts like you guys did this to yes. me, they can just post No we didn't
1: Yeah, but Ryan's got Your way more followers than yeah. some crazy trust run bitch in, in Mission Valley, right? So yeah. like you never know. So Ryan <laughs> Ryan could do to her the same thing he does to like trolls online every once in a while that send their dick pics (laughs) and and just uh you know do that because if enough person people were saying to her and her family hey why are you fucking with this guy you're a liar you're a thief why are you doing this eventually she'd probably drop the suit right or drop the doubtful it would make her even more
2: fucking resolute to go through with it only thing you have at this point is vigilante justice
0: yes that's (laughs) what i need yeah (laughs) okay hold on
1: All
2: right. (laughs) We're going to sit down, the three of us, and calculate how much damage we can do for $2,900.
1: Yes, well, no, so my general rule of thumb is, if if you're an individual and you cost me a certain amount of money, I take three times that amount of money and damage to you. Okay, yeah. If it's a business, it's ten times. So <laughs> That's the calculation, yes. that's what we're going to yes. come up with. So yes, that's what I consider a very fair calculation. So, so $2,900, so about ten grand, just under ten grand. Yeah, yeah, I think we could do that. I, I want that car. <laughs> I, I,
0: I hope she still owns that piece of shit car with the scratch on She said like, oh, I want to make sure that night she gets that check, there's a big explosion
1: in or driveway. Yeah, absolutely. So you met this person from school? No, old job no. or old work. Okay, old yeah, yeah. When you were working with this person, did you see the signs of this type of human? No. I like, about no, looking no. back? Looking back? Can not, you see? Not even in hindsight. Okay.
0: Not even in hindsight. No. No. This was this was something that I did not think that uh, this person was capable for. Like I said, we were friends for like four straight years. Uh, You know, she would come to my shows, you know, like uh, when I was dating someone and she was dating someone, we would go on double dates. Like, this was my friend.
1: Plan B. You already know where she lives. We wait nearby, right outside her house. As she's backing out, I walk by. I pull the old Russian, you hit me with your car when I jump on the back of it as she's backing out and then start grabbing my like, Oh, my God, you hit me. And then I go, do you smell like alcohol? This is, oh, my God. That's when Dave comes with a whistle and a sombrero (laughs) and pours fucking
0: tequila down her throat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Dave pours tequila down her throat and then I look at her and go, well, either I'm calling 911 and you're going to jail for a really long time, or let's talk about this settlement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? You know, what I really want some a little bit of Jillian justice on. Is her needle dick lawyer? That's, a, that's what I've been calling. Sure. Needle dick Esquire, ambulance chaser at law. This guy, he has a he's a bus bench ad dude. He's like a Better Call Saul type. Yeah. He's got a call in AM radio show that he does for free in Orange oh. County. Like, once a week, you'll he just go on AM. Right between, like, the farm reports and some guy yelling about Obama, there's this guy going, like, just call in with your legal woes. Oh, yeah. So
2: it's the kind of guy, like, going, like, hey, my neighbor's dog won't stop shitting on my lawn. What yeah. can I do? And he's like, oh, we'll get a judgment and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah.
0: yeah. He's a total bus bench ad fucking asshole. And when I, when I called to, to talk with him the first time, he started weaving in how many cars he owns. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, listen, here's what happens. like, listen, Ryan, let me just tell you, I've been at this for uh, 20 years, okay? Been in the, this business 30 years, been in this planet for 20 years, all right? I would bet all my cars, my Beamer, my my Mercedes, and my Jaguar, and my kid's car. I bought my kids a, a Mercedes <laughs> as well. I would bet that. I would take it to Vegas and put it on. You're going to lose, kid. I'm like, did you just tell me how many cars you had for no reason? <laughs> He's like, no, that's not what I'm saying, Ryan. That's not what I'm saying, okay? I'm like, no, it absolutely is. You just, you just took this moment to weave in how many cars you had so anyways I've called to. Uh,
1: by I'll, the way sorry I, I just want to interrupt you on this because I think this is really funny you you kept calling him needle dick lawyer there's this great case of an author and I forgot who it was I think it might have been David Foster Wallace or something needle dick dickens <laughs> but he got super he got a similar thing where somebody was trying to screw him over with a lawyer and he was also really mad at the lawyer so he kept calling him this tiny dick lawyer in public and the lawyer <laughs> se- the lawyer eventually got so mad because he, he, he would address it like in the court and stuff like he'd be like and uh, to the tiny dick lawyer sitting next to me and like made a big Deal about it. He had a bunch I'm surprised
0: of he didn't get uh, held in contempt. A judge would not ha- have that for more than once. He'd <laughs> so be like,
1: he do it again. You're going to the tax. well. His whole his whole thing was like he was like livid in the courtroom the entire time. Like this is total bullshit. I think they tried to sue him for like a copyright infringement for something he didn't copy. And yeah, okay. like so he was he was livid the entire time. And like at one point, and he would say it in the media and address him this way. So at some point, the the lawyer opened his own personal libel suit and defamation suit against the guy for calling him, quote, unquote, the tiny dick lawyer.
2: Please tell me they told him he had to measure his (laughs) dick. Yes,
1: so so (laughs) David Foster Wallace had his attorney come back and say, you have to prove that I'm not right. Uh, if you say that I'm defaming you or that this is libel you have to prove that you don't have a tiny dick and he withdrew the lawsuit no. and then they publicized the withdrawal of the lawsuit <laughs> so? and they, they titled it tiny dick lawyer removes tiny dick lawsuit
2: <laughs> I love it that's amazing
1: yeah that's a great case of like somebody like oh you want to fuck with me
0: <laughs> once, once this is all said and done and once I've I, I'm trying to negotiate with a, a, a lower settlement than uh-huh. 2900 because that like my my counsel's already said like, that's what you need to do. You need to mm. try and get them to agree to a lower amount. What I'm basically saying to them is, like, listen, I'm a stand up comic. You can't fucking uh, garnish me. Yeah. Uh, but you do have this suit against me, and you obviously found out where I live, so you know I own a house. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, so uh, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to offer you this lower amount, which is roughly half of what they're trying to get from me. Uh-huh. I will give you that in a lump sum within 60 days. Or if you reject my offer, you get nothing, and I'm going to declare bankruptcy, and you get, your, your case goes away. I will fuck me over. I will, put my, I will put my house in my wife's name. I'll put all my accounts in my wife's name, and I will declare bankruptcy, and you'll get shit. And guess what? Your client is going to owe you your legal fees from the zero dollars he gets from me. So that's my offer. You either get half or nothing, and I'll fuck them. I'll fuck me over. I'll fuck you over. I have fuck me attitude right now. Oh, yeah. It'll take me three years to rebuild my credit, motherfucker.
1: They call three. me the suicide
0: bomber. I'm taking you out with me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be just fine. I own my house. What do I need fucking good credit for? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>
1: Oh, I, d- I do like the idea that we come up with some very elaborate vigilante justice because it is absolutely well-deserved. and oh, uh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just have to be a little bit careful because clearly she's very vindictive lawyer-wise. So. Uh, clearly we just admit it on the air. So yeah, that's say. right.
0: When this episode comes down, <laughs> you can write it into the mailbag and see if we, we got our justice. Yeah. It's just so fucking frustrating. You know, it, it, it's it's one of those things where you sometimes have to go, today we lost. Yeah. You know, today, today the bad guys won, and that's sometimes... Fucking
1: happens. Well, that's what Vigilante Justice is there for. It's yeah. four yeah, exactly. times when the, the system doesn't work and you are being screwed and it's completely immoral and, and completely wrong and whatnot. But like the system has screwed you over. What are you going to do now?
2: So, you guys, I, uh, I had a, something odd happen this weekend. I want to uh, see if mm-hmm. you guys can relate. So there was this festival in town. It was called Wonderfront. Mm. Have you heard of it? No. It was like a Kaboo Coachella-style festival right downtown on Seaport Village okay. all along the Bayfront. I hadn't even heard of it till like the day before a friend of mine told me. I looked it up. I'm like, sounds pretty cool. Like a lot of bands I like, like Fantagram, Ben Harper, Suicidal Tendencies, like a weird okay. mix. And also had comedy. There was uh, like Jacob suroff was going to be there, Ooh. Greg Santos, you know, people like that. That oh, sounds interesting. Saturday night, it was a three-day festival, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday night, a friend of mine gave me two wristbands to get in. I was like, ah, sounds like fun. Maybe I'll check it out. So Sunday morning, a friend of mine was like looking on Facebook for a ticket. I was like, hey, I have an extra. I was like, cool. So I came, picked it up. He got so excited about it, it got me excited because he went down there before me, okay. starts texting me, dude, this is a VIP wristband. You get all access. You can go backstage. There's free food and drinks, VIP. Boxes. You're going to like... meet Greg Santos? <laughs> <laughs> so I was stoked. I went down there and uh, I parked in the wrong part of town because I didn't know where it was going to be exactly. So I start walking and I come up to uh, Broadway Pier, which was part yes. of it. That was like the northernmost part. Okay. All the cool shit was like down to the south a little bit. So I am like, okay, there's a water taxi that'll take me down to the cool part. So let me get the water taxi. So I, I go down there, and the guy's like, oh, the water taxed me a little while. Go inside this boat. They've got a bar. I can hang out for a bit. I was like, all right, cool. So I walk into the boat, and that just happened to be the comedy area. Like, Jacob Soroff uh. was there, a friend of mine. And it was not only was it the comedy area, it was the comedy area sponsored by ACC, huh. who, as we all know, is the yeah. guy's an asshole. Yeah. And I was banned from his club for three years. Yeah, they didn't like Dave.
1: They, so, didn't, they wanted no Cowans. They did, they did yeah. not
2: want to be in the Callen's business. No. So he wasn't there. It was just like he sponsored it. So long story short... I got to pop in on his stage Whoa!
1: at a festival and do a little set. Oh, that's fantastic.
2: Nice. What'd you do? It was rough because the boat was basically <laughs> where people were waiting for the water taxi. Uh-huh. So they weren't there for this show. Oh,
0: that's always tough. It's it like a
2: bar show. You're just doing crowd work. You're trying yeah. to keep them engaged. Please,
0: hey, you guy that's currently looking at me, keep looking at me. Yes, don't, exactly. I don't want to lose your interest. Maybe yeah. we can get some other people involved here. Exactly. That well, was it. Also, so,
1: Dave doesn't have a great boat set. Like he's got, you know, he's got a lot of like, you hey, i a have a fucking amazing
0: boat
2: set. Okay, <laughs> you you I mean, he was dressed- boat set. <laughs> he was dressed as the captain from Antoniel fame. Yeah. So. I, I put my eye patch on. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like the set wasn't great. But just the fact that I got to do it on his stage, yeah. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. I like that. Yeah. everyone needs
0: a win once in a while. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I don't it's, know. it's
0: it's always tough when people try and just
1: add comedy to places that don't call for it. Yeah, the, oh yeah, yeah. A lot of people think it's it like, also sounds like this is in the day when like yes. the day the daylight comedy's Here's enemy. The, thing, the way it
2: was set up, it was thirty minute spots. Those two to two thirty. Yeah, then four to four thirty, then six to six thirty, and it was supposed to be just like a host and then the headliner, hmm. and um. Benji Garcia Reyes, I don't know how he worked his way in, but he was hosting the shows. (laughs) Okay, that's cool. So when uh, Jacob did his show, it was actually, he had a good show when I was there. There was like 30 or 40 people there for the comedy. So he had a good set. Then they all left, and a couple hours to the next show, I was just hanging out because Greg Santos showed up, Mm -hmm. another friend of ours. And Benji happened to text me. He's like, hey, I'm watching this other band across the way. I can't host. Will you host for me? So that's how I got Ah. in, hosted for Greg. But it was just weird. Like, we were talking about it while we were there. Like, this is, they're trying to put comedy into festivals where it doesn't belong
0: yeah you know i got some offers to do that uh when i you know i was i i'm still meeting with di- different breweries who are interested in me bringing my brand of show there and one of them uh was like yeah you know what we want to do is we want to do a daytime outdoor thing with three stages two of them bands one of them comedy i went absolutely. ryan's already walking away yeah, I, I was talking. like absolutely not they really. <laughs> like hold on and they offered me more money than all my other shows combined. <laughs> i went no, still no. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> a really bad idea. I, 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 I can't put a dollar amount on really
1: just fucking over all the people I hire. Oh, totally. That's the equivalent of of, of like the general coming down to the major and being like. You gotta send these boys out to be cannon fodder, and he's like, "I will not. I love my men." And he's like, "I will promote. You get your general badge. After. Like you're getting, you're getting promoted." All right, guys. Bad news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta like sit there and think for a second. You're like, "Well, I will have to talk to a lot of moms of dead young men." But also, I really like the general stars. So yeah, yeah. let's do it. Well, it, it there, yeah. The
2: two biggest problems: comedy during the day is almost never good. Yes, no. it's just not. It just doesn't no. work. But the other there's big reason problem, there's no Saturday
1: Saturday live. <laughs> there's also a reason that the comedy clubs that are underground do so well because it means in the summer at 7 p.m., it's not light behind yes, exactly, the performers. Exactly.
2: Yeah. The other, the bigger problem is that a festival in particular, a festival is designed for people to bounce around, do yes. different shit, go dip in and out. Comedy show. You've got to be there. Yeah. You're right, you're right, right. You can't just step in and out. You're not like,
1: getting the callbacks. You don't yeah, understand what's exactly. going on. You have to be
2: invested and watch the whole fucking yeah, show. Yeah, like if I walked past a stage and some dude's doing a guitar
0: solo, I'm not going to go, I didn't hear the beginning of the song, so this yeah. doesn't make yeah. sense. <laughs> so <laughs> Wait, see What? <laughs> no. And the thing is, when I'm around people who are talking during a comedy show, I see this happen in real time. I will see them be in mid-conversation. They'll come in for the, someone's punchline, having not heard the setup, not laugh. They'll move on to... Their, their next joke they won't wait for that punchline they'll turn to their friend and go this guy stinks yeah yeah uh, exactly. it's, it's like what, th- you didn't hear any of the, the, the parts
1: that make the joke magic yeah. I, there's a reason that when you walk around like a Macy's department store they'll have some background music playing but they won't have like an old Lenny Bruce bit like <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't just stroll through and be like oh oh great yeah that's fantastic
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can't just add to everything, and people have been always been trying too. I just tell them comedy's not like bacon; you can just add it to everything right. and make it better. It's a Fabergé egg; it's very <laughs> delicate. Anyway, it's it's just very frustrating when you try and give people the tools to have to have a good comedy show, and they yeah. they they have their own ideas about it. That's literally half the uh, the, the problems I have producing shows. So I'm like, all right, it needs to happen this way, this way, and this way, and they'll be like, nah, I've never done comedy before, but. Ah, I'm going to make some changes yeah, yeah, to that formula.
2: Yeah, it's almost like bar rescue for comedy. Like yeah. you're going in and telling them what they need to do. They're like, okay, okay, okay. No, not doing any of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, oh, like, I've been doing this ten
0: years. Have you never been to a comedy show? That's right. All right, well, we're gonna need to turn off all the TVs. Nah, I wanna give
1: my customers the option of football or your comedy. Yes. So <laughs> no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Also, I don't like this whole microphone thing. <laughs> have you thought of one of those megaphones that police use? That'd be funny. That'd be funny, right? Let's do that.
0: You have think we... you're joking, but that someone had <laughs> oh, yeah. it. someone yeah, came yeah. to me. They're like, No, we don't have amplified we don't have a cabaret license, <laughs> so we're not allowed to have any amplified entertainment. I'm like, all right, so when are you getting that? Well, we're not planning to it's very Expensive. I'm like, but you 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 brought me here to ask if I'd produce a comedy show. Yeah. I'm like, like, acoustically? Uh,
2: I like the idea. Comedy unplugged.
1: I like the idea that instead they just hand out to all the audience members those old timey, like, ear listening devices that are just giant twirly horns. Like, they just they, they hand out huge novelty he- hearing devices to the audience. They're like, this is the same thing.
0: No, no, no. Here's what I'll do I'll give them those, those old school Walkmen that they, that they give out on museum tours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will just be listening to my act. And I'll be up there acting it out, hoping I'm on the right one. <laughs> it's
2: a half a second delay. Yeah, It'll be, like, be like a silent disco, but for comedy. <laughs> and if somebody walks in that room, it's going to be really <laughs> weird. I'm just up
1: there dancing silently. And all of a sudden, people laugh after three minutes. That would God. be actually a really funny experience to watch a bunch of people listen to comedy through earbuds. Where you can't hear what they're and listening to. And you can't to, hear. And them. then there's, like, sudden laughs yeah. and hysterical laughter. Like, imagine somebody, like, imagine, like, a Bill Burr, right? <laughs> like, on a finished set that he's about to record for a special. He's been touring it for a year. And he comes and, like, crushes a theater, right? (laughs) And imagine... He's talking quietly into a lav, lav mic that nobody else can hear <laughs> outright, and then it's just a bunch of people with their headphones in, and you walk into this gigantic theater of like otherwise complete silence, and you hear like a little whispering of Bill on
2: stage, like, and then just raucous laughter yeah, splits you, out. That plan fell apart at Bill Burr talking quietly. Yeah, that's it's, true, uh, too. Hey, happen.
0: that would go down people leaking audio to yeah, their, their right. friends. You can't be recording that on your phone. Yeah. It's all going through the air. <laughs> That'd be Great. Oh, by the way, it's always really weird to find out, like, someone who's not very big made an audience uh, lock up their phones. Yes. Oh, yeah. That is such a pompous move. Like, my my friend just got back from the improv. We He was watching this very niche live podcast, you know, and they made people submit
1: their phones at the door like they're the fucking stones. But it's it's starting to become a thing you have to do. That's what No, what's it shitty. is.
2: Sometimes it's the club. I yeah. actually went up to the improv this past Monday to see a friend of mine. There were 11 people in the audience. It was a Monday night. And they yeah. said, give me your phone? They still made oh, everyone yeah, yeah. lock up their phones. No, it's, yeah. it's
1: it's starting to become a big deal because people's material is getting leaked. And then what's, I guess what's really shady, and this is somewhat conjectural, is that there are comedians now who are maybe bigger names who instead of paying for writers are essentially paying people to go record other comedian sets before they're in their finished product so that they can swipe some of those jokes. Okay. Eh,
0: that's
2: not real. I never heard of that.
0: Okay, but I mean, um, yeah, it just, there's a, the world of different. When you have like an A list or like Patton Oswald or something that's that's doing a set at the club, yeah. and then all of a sudden Ryan
2: Shores shows up and says, yeah. Everyone,
0: lock up your phones. I don't yeah. want this genius material. It would just be so, so odd to everyone. Like, Dude, why does he care? But
2: now that's becoming more common, let's try that at a show. Let's go to a bar show. Yes. And before it starts, let's the three of us walk around with uh-huh. a bag. Hey, yeah, you throw your phone in here and we'll just take off.
1: Yeah. Also, <laughs> great way to get phones. Yeah. yeah. We'll just
2: take off the phones. <laughs> Oh, you know what? You know I have a
0: clause in some of my road gigs uh, in the contract where um, if uh, a certain amount of people aren't there, they have to give me the, the half my money just and, and cancel the show. Mm. That's why I, so that way if I like, let's say I go to I don't know Oklahoma and do a show, um, and there's like three people there, like I, I'd be like, just give me give me half the money. Yeah, and I don't, let's not put everyone through this. Yeah. Uh, it also prevents them from like yeah, anyway. Um, but like, if, if there's a show I really don't want to do, I should go around like collecting people's phones. Like you have to leave, or otherwise. <laughs> uh, look, now there's less than six people. I guess you have to pay me half my money.
2: I want to back up a few minutes. Um, Dave, I I feel like we've talked about this, maybe not. We should do a a mic rescue, like bar rescue, but for for comedy shows. The three of us should do it. The fun part would be. When we get to sit in the back room and watch after they yeah. didn't take any of our advice, yeah. and just watch the fucking train wreck that unfolds.
1: Well, but we would need to, you're right, so comedians especially are pretty hard-headed. Oh, we, yeah. We would need to use, like, some basic Pavlovian conditioning. So what I'm considering is, like, we get a dog shock collar, and we put it on them, and then we do a whole show where every time they're doing the things we told them not to, we just give them a little hit, and it keeps going up <laughs> in intensity.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they did one bar rescue. First of all, it'd be hilarious if we all just uh, took over the personality of of someone from those different rescue shows, <laughs> Yeah. like I'll be John Taffer, obviously, but yeah. da- but Dave could be like Gordon Ramsay, like every time someone tells a joke, he just goes, "He goes, damn, shame, <laughs> terrible, this joke is dog shit." Send it back. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm in the corner throwing menus, and people like, "You're getting people sick."
2: <laughs> so.
0: The- <laughs> So yeah, they did one bar rescue in a comedy club, and then never again. (laughs) They're probably like, ah, we probably. Oh, by the way, their expert they brought in was Owen Benjamin. Really? Ah, Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) Where's the piano? There's not (laughs) enough pianos
2: here. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that that was their guy. Like, oh, we.
2: we Why'd you let all the
1: blacks in? (laughs) By the way, for those of you who think he's exaggerating, that's not even, like, the worst racial comment that Owen Benjamin has on his most recent <laughs> video. Like, that's, yeah. you don't need to go back and that's find... That's the worst thing he said today.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God, that's so funny. And they're, like, looking and they're, like, why is... A third of the budget allocated for bulk cocaine purchases, and you're like, Only a third,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, uh, we should be the, the comedy show rescue guys, but every time we go in, our only advice is, Well, here's the problem there's no audiences in here, and there clearly should be. The end, goodbye, get some more people in the door, you should be fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, guys, before we check out, I got a big announcement. So this is going to be made publicly the day this airs, anyway, on Tuesday. Uh, so I uh, I got involved with Nerd Night earlier this year. I've been working with them a whole bunch, and the you're ner- severing ties. <laughs> no, 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 I'm tying them tighter. Uh, the nerd, the head of Nerd Night San Diego, is leaving and abdicating her spot, and so uh, myself and another young lady are taking that over. So uh, I'm the new head of Nerd Night. All right, uh- woo! And I will be moving it as my first uh, my kingly decree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, super power move. You got to, uh, I move it, to and then- To San Nicolas Island. You'll <laughs> never find it. I burn the image of the per- previous person. Yeah, <laughs> Statues be erected. <laughs> it's a lot like Burning Man, <laughs> just with their stuff. Now, we are going to be moving to the Ken Club here in uh, San Diego, kind of a little right bit more on? locally. So if you guys ever want to- Where's it moving from? Run, uh, from Miramar at 32 North Brewing. Yeesh. Okay. So we're mi- moving from kind of far away to a little bit closer to central San Diego, so if you've ever been curious and you want to support Nerd Night and support me because this is now going to be my thing to either fail or succeed in. So... Come on out. It's a, it's $10. As always, you see three scientists who are local and present their, their research. It's really interesting. I always call it like a TED Talk if TED Talks were real and not mostly bullshit because these are real scientists, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Ooh,
2: taking a swing at TED Talk. So Gosh. it'll still
1: be the first Tuesday of every month. We're going to bump it up to 7 p.m. and start at a real hard 7. So unlike before, it was a little bit wishy-washy. We will be a hard 7 at the Ken Club Starting in January, if you happen to be hearing this right now and want to catch me today, which is the first Tuesday of December, you can still come come and get us at 32 North Brewing at
2: 6:30. Now, uh, I think at the first one at the Ken Club, Ryan, I think you and I should do Nerd Night Rescue. Yeah. We could, <laughs> right. Analyze what he's doing, tell him how to improve it, maybe change the topics of discussion a little bit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Come, you know what? Go go dancers in cages on the sides of the stage. Come come on January. Come in January, the first Tuesday of January. Come out to the
1: Ken Club and watch Ryan. Ryan and Dave just to completely ridicule the show that I am producing.
2: Listen, my first
0: order of business is while you're up there talking about your boring fucking science shit, we have acrobats just silently going over <laughs> your heads just so people have something to keep them entertained. <laughs> By the way, Bobby, can I just say real quick before we get out of here, how much I appreciate the hard start time that, yes. uh, that is so lost on so m- many shows. Like, uh, it, it's it, People always do this, like, oh, we're waiting for more people to get here. It's like, well, it's a fucking Wednesday night at a yes. place with very little foot traffic. Who are you waiting on? Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you're half hour past f- flyer time, hour past flyer time, and they're still like, no, we're waiting for a few more people. Like you don't get it people? If it's a especially if it's a weeknight, people have sitters. Yes. People do not have fucking time to wait for what you think is going to be the grand total of entrance, right? Also, Ryan, if you
2: wait too long, the people who are there are going to fucking leave. Yes. They're going to
0: leave. They're going to get fucking angry that this that this hasn't started already. I've seen it time and time again. So So you
2: guys who
1: knows? you guys both sound like slightly more aggressive echoes of what I've been yelling for the past 9 months, which is like we've been saying 6:30 and occasionally it'll start at 6:30, but then we're not really ready and we're still doing setup and so it's and I kept telling them I'm like let's bump the time up and then do a hard start time and they're like no we can't this brewery won't let us stay late enough so we you know we have to start earlier than that and we can't do this and I'm like you don't understand what you're doing this would be one thing if it was a one-off show that you did this and in which case just people come and they go well I guess I'm sorry I came early or or on time right (laughs) but when you have a reoccurring show you're training your audience to come late like why are we doing this we're saying 630 we're not starting at 630 you're training them to come late instead let's say 7 do it at exactly 7 and guess what you know what that means that means when you're driving to that show, you're not worrying. Am I five minutes later, or a half hour early? When you're frantically trying to get there, you know where you're at. You know what time the show starts. You know if you show up at 7:01, there'll be a minute into it. And you know if you show up at 6:55, you're gonna make
0: it. And you know what? I, I, I saw that work firsthand when I was doing those Burning Beard shows. That's Shannon, the GM there. Uh-huh. She would tell everyone on social media, "Yo, at seven o'clock, I locked the fucking door." Yeah. And like, seriously, I'd see people show up at 7:01. She's like, "I guess you missed the first comic. Maybe
1: after he's done, I'll be nice and yeah. let you in." But you're gonna be <laughs> <laughs> standing in this hallway. Yeah, it, it really. So that's going to be one of the improvements. We're going to do a bunch of games in between and stuff. It's going to be really fun. I'm really excited about producing the show. I think we're going to take it from this kind of thing that became a sciency nerdy thing and the people running it didn't have a lot of show And make it a live experience. sex show. Yeah, they, they were great. They put a lot of effort. They did a really good job with what they had, but they didn't have a lot of production experience. experience. And bring it to a real venue where we can actually do stuff and start on time and have fun is going to be really neat. So please come on out to Nerd Night. Uh, if you probably can't make it tonight, but please make it the first Tuesday of January at the Ken Club at 7 p.m.
0: Now, this brewery, th- th- I'd be pretty bummed if I were them that you're moving it, because th- that's going to cost them a lot of business on, a- on an off
1: night. <clears throat> yep. So ah. it'll, be, it'll be very interesting tonight as people are listening to this when I tell the brewery that loudly through the microphone while I tell the audience. Oh, you're not, oh, you're, wow. you're not taking them aside? No, no, I am, I am going to tell <laughs> them beforehand but, <laughs> Oh, uh, that would have been a dick It's move. still, still going to be awkward to announce it at the brewery and be like, hey guys, you see we're all here? Well, we're not going to be here later. But I have no... Hey guys, way. take all the money you're spending in this bar right now and bring it on this uh, way. Okay. But it's also, there's a couple other bad things. Like again, this is what happens when people who don't know show production do it. They have this set up beforehand and they bring in 60 to 80 people on a Tuesday night, right? So this is, mm. for a brewery, this is h- huge, right? They pay $200 to rent chairs every single time they do a show. And then they pay $100 plus to the venue itself, because they, they rent the chairs outside, to the venue itself for the drinks for their speakers. And I, I looked at them and I'm like... First of all, speakers don't the drink three $100. speakers yeah, the three speakers drinks should be comped. That's the first thing. That's like that is industry. You're standard. bringing sixty to eighty people on a Tuesday fucking night. That's not even talkable. Like that's not a discussion that's no. covered. Yeah. Right. Second of all, two hundred dollars a show on chairs. Crazy. And and it was, I'm surprised they have their own PA. Yeah. But, you know, the bar doesn't. She brings her own PA. Well, oh, yeah, but bar. I'm surprised she's not renting yeah. them for fifty yes. bucks a pop. Yes. So. And that's one of the other reasons we're leaving. Is I'm like, I'm not paying for chairs. I'm not paying for a PA. I'm not paying for any of this shit. There are venues that have this.
2: Ryan, um, I don't know if you're hearing what I'm hearing, but I'm hearing that uh, very soon there's going to be a venue... In Miramar, yes. that's desperate for a show to replace something that just went away. Yeah, that we can really get a favorable deal with because y- they're kind of hurting.
0: Yeah, may- may- maybe they'll they'll uh, they'll take some of my fee out of what I owe them to do the show there. <laughs> and really, like, give me a real discount. <laughs> oh man, this only cost me fifty dollars when it was all said and done. I do
1: like the idea that Ryan's the the new guy who's going to swoop in as the rebound <laughs> show.
0: <laughs> right, let's start with. I'm only paying $150 for chairs. (laughs) 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 All right, guys, let's call it a week. Oh, by the way, uh, this coming Friday, I will be headlining the Comedy Palace in Kearney Mesa. Uh, Swing out, check that out. There's going to be two shows that night. I believe uh, 7.30 and 9.30. Maybe those times are wrong. Call the venue. All right, that's the Comedy Palace this Friday, December 6th. All right, let's call it a week. I'm Ryan for Dave and Bobby saying see you next week. Cruising with the twos.
1: This wall's cracked. It wasn't me. (laughs) Yeah,
0: time passing by. Oh, that time passing
1: by. Oh, motherfucking time is passing by.